Oh my god, you guys will never believe what happened to me. We were lost in the Sierra Nevadas, and we see three black, what we think are black bears. So I turned and I look, and there was a little Native American girl standing right there. She looked like she was in a black and white film, you know what I mean? Like there was a black and white film. And he was like, bam, 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 beating the shit out of me. Edge of the bed, and I was sitting on this side, and there was a little like a <laughs> You tripping. You tripping. Hello everyone and happy October. We are back with the third episode of the You Trippin' Podcast. I apologize it's taking me so long to kick these episodes out, but I am a working mom with a toddler who loves to make noise, so my recording time is kind of limited. So now that we're starting off with my favorite month of the year, today's episode is going to be about... You guessed it, ghosts. So I'll see you on the other side and enjoy. The first story is titled Surprise Company. I was in the transition of moving to the city from my hometown. So I was staying with my sister for a while. I was sleeping in my nephew's room at the time and woke up one night because I had to pee really bad. I got up, made my way through the door, then paused. You know that feeling where you feel like somebody's staring at you? Well, this was one of those times. I turned back around and in the door frame was a little Native American girl. She looked as if she was in a black and white film. As I turned and looked at her, she turned and looked at me at the same time. We both noticed each other, then, bink, she was gone. Just gone. I still needed the bathroom, a little more than I did before. But as I continued to the restroom, I was just thinking to myself, I'm half asleep. I'm probably just dreaming all of this, or it's some type of half-awake hallucination. So I used the restroom and went back to bed without any other incident. The next day I wake up, and everyone is at the breakfast table eating. As we're sitting there chatting, I decided to mess with them and bring up what happened last night, just as a joke. I really didn't think anything of it and actually thought it was kind of silly. So I say, hey guys, did you know that you have a ghost here? My sister looks up and she says, is it a little Native American girl? At this point, I'm stunned. I was not expecting her to agree, let alone explain exactly what I saw. So now my logical mind is fighting with the concept that I may have actually experienced a run-in with something I can't explain rather than dreaming it. She goes on further to say that she's seen her a few times around the house and actually spoke with people around the neighborhood about her. 
come to find out, before my sister's house was built, there was another house there. One of the older neighbors stated that when they were kids, they would play down by the house and would always see a little girl looking out the window. One day, they decided to knock on the door and ask if the little girl can play with them, but the parents said that she was really sick and she could not leave the house. My theory is that she must have passed away when she was still young and stuck around. Also because my sister always had kids running around the house playing, she was attracted to the kids since she couldn't play in her living life. She wasn't malevolent or anything, and in some ways, I feel pretty bad for her. It's been years since the incident, so I hope that she's finally moved on and found peace. The second story is titled, The Unseen. I grew up hearing about ghosts and spirits from my mom and other family members. I remember my mom telling me that some of us were sensitive to the paranormal. My mom also told me that I was always going to be safe and if I see or feel something evil, to say a prayer. I hadn't experienced anything until I was about 11, maybe 12. We were living with my brother's dad and his house always scared me. I always felt like there was something not of this world there. My room was right by the bathroom and I always left the door cracked so the light from the bathroom can shine in because I didn't like being in the dark. I wasn't actually afraid of the dark, I was afraid of what was in the dark. My door was wooden, and every time it opened or closed, it would make a creaking noise. One night, I went to bed like normal. I left the door slightly cracked so the bathroom light can shine in. I remember laying in bed, and I started to get a panicked feeling, and immediately was scared. I looked towards the door, and it started opening slowly. I watched in horror and panic as the creaking noise filled my room. It was so loud. I was frozen in bed. Then over the creaking, I heard the loudest, most ear-piercing scream, and I could feel this evil presence filling my room. I tried to move, but I felt paralyzed, and I couldn't scream. All I could do was put the blankets over my head and I started reciting the Our Father prayer and saying, in the name of Jesus Christ be gone, I am protected. I could feel the presence getting closer and getting madder as I kept praying. The presence screamed louder and louder and then I felt it leave the room and my door slammed shut. Afterwards, I laid in bed and I just started sobbing. I couldn't believe what happened. Once I calmed down and realized that I was safe, I ran to my dad's room and laid on the floor and cried myself to sleep. I didn't tell anybody about what happened because I didn't think anyone would believe me. After that, a lot more paranormal things started happening and I was the only one who ever witnessed anything. 
guess something about me just attracts the unseen. Our next story is titled, Bugs. During my high school years, we lived in a house that was haunted. It wasn't a sinister spirit. He was actually more of a prankster than anything. We used to call him Bugs. The first time he ever pulled a prank was on my stepdad. We had just moved into the house, and every time my stepdad was home alone, the smoke detector would go off even though there was no smoke. We even thought that maybe there was a carbon monoxide or gas leak. We got somebody to look at the house and it was perfectly fine. Eventually, after living there a little bit longer, things started happening here and there. Since I was a teenage girl, I got the master bedroom so that I could have my own bathroom. It seemed like a lot of activity took place in there, so I believe it must have been his room. I used to have an antique mirror that used to rotate. I always left it standing straight, but for some reason he would always move it so that it was slanted. The door to my bathroom would always move as well. One time I was telling my cousin about how he always moves the mirror, so she jokingly started taunting Bug saying, Oh, you're so big and bad. Why don't you move it right now? The mirror was standing straight, and my cousin was sitting on the edge of the bed right next to it. As she said the words, the mirror shifted, and my cousin fell off the bed in shock. I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. One memory I remember clearly was one night, my brother and I were eating dinner at the kitchen table. I had finished before him, so he was still eating. I had decided I was going to get up and make myself a bowl of ice cream. I asked him if he wanted one, and he said no. As I was getting the ice cream ready, I remember seeing my brother out of the corner of my eye, getting out of his chair, and sneaking up towards me as if he was going to scare me. I could see his silhouette getting closer while he was on his tippy toes creeping towards me. I didn't want him to realize that I noticed him, so I let him get as close as he could, and then I turned around and yelled, BOO! But nobody was there. My brother was still sitting at the kitchen table. Another time, I was putting laundry away, and I was sitting in the middle of the floor, putting my clothes in the dresser, and I hit solid air. There was absolutely nothing there but it was solid as if I had hit a wall. I just kind of laughed, and I told Bugs he was too close. So it was little things like that that he would do. It was never anything scary, though. I do believe he saved me one night from probably the scariest experience I had in that house. I was sleeping, and I remember vividly it was a dreamless night. I wasn't dreaming about anything. It was just darkness but I woke up with a jolt it was as if somebody was trying to wake me up with force and haste it was as if my body reacted to one of those dreams where you feel like you're falling so as I jump awake my eyes fly open and I see this mist or smoke in the shape of some kind of demonic face 
right above me. It was hovering over me. I opened my eyes and as I came face to face with this thing, it started dissipating and disappearing. Seeing something like that so close to your face, you would think that you'd be scared out of your mind, but I felt a hand on my head and it was the most calming, reassuring feeling and I just fell right back to sleep. I honestly think he saved me from something evil that night. But from that night on, it made me question if he was somebody that had lived in the house or was he a family member? The little things he did totally reminded me of my uncle who had passed away when I was young. Either way, he helped me realize that all ghosts are not all evil or ominous. The next story is Woody Mountain Road. This took place when I was a teenager. I was probably around 15 or 16 years old. Me and a group of friends decided to take a late night trip out to Woody Mountain. It was probably around three trucks full of people who headed out there and it was somewhere between 12 and 1 o'clock in the morning. We had all been drinking so we thought it would be fun to visit an abandoned house that was out there. It was pretty well known and it was only a turn away before you were on the property. The house was a small square and it had four bedrooms. It had doors that led to each room in a circle so all the doors faced each other. All the windows had been broken out and on one side of the house there was a well that had a plaque set as a memorial. The memorial was for an eight-year-old little girl that had passed away there. The story goes that the husband went crazy and killed his wife and child. He drowned the little girl in the well where her memorial plaque was located. As we stand there, everyone was too scared to go into the house. Me, of course, being a drunk teenager, told them that I was not scared and I would go in there by myself. Everyone was still tripping on the memorial well and you could see all kinds of cultish graffiti with pentagrams and other dark things painted inside of the house. Everyone was yelling for me not to go into the house, but I was like, fuck it. I went into a room that was facing a pond outside of the broken windows. So I'm just staring out at the pond and one of my friends came into the room and he says, what are you looking at? I turn to look at him and tell him, I'm just looking at the water. As we turn to look back out the window, there was a lady in a white dress by the pond. Her dress and hand were trailing the water as she walked slowly. As we stare at her, she stares back fully aware that we are watching her, but she looks so gracefully peaceful. My friend starts freaking out and I tell him, it's okay, you don't have to be scared of her, she's not bad, she's just here. I could feel how peaceful her energy was and knew we didn't have to worry. Usually. 
I was the only one to witness stuff like that. But knowing my friend had seen the same thing I just had seen made it so much more real. Our next story is Chiropractor. About 10-15 years ago, I was having a lot of stress in my neck. You know, muscle spasms, all that stuff. It was at the point where you know how it feels when you sleep wrong and your neck gets all stiff and stuck. Yeah, that was me. It was bad so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna lay here straight in my bed. I'm not gonna use a pillow or anything. I'm just gonna lay here and let this thing work itself out. I had fallen asleep and I didn't think anything about it, but then I remembered I typically sleep with my bedroom door closed. I started getting that feeling like somebody was in the room looking at me. That weird feeling hung in the air for a while, so I opened my eyes and I saw something in the doorway. It looked like one of those Dementors from Harry Potter. This wasn't something exactly new, as I had seen these type of shadows since I was a kid. It started making its way towards me, and I was like, you need to stay away from me. Not speaking anything out loud, just in my head. All I can keep saying to myself is, you need to stay away from me. And the thing kept inching closer and closer. I got to the edge of the bed. I was laying on the edge of the bed because that's where I usually slept. It was now standing over me. It just looked at me and then it bent down over my face. It basically got on all fours on top of the bed and was right above me, just looking down on me. I kept saying, you need to get away from me. Stop it. Get away from me. But I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything except try to use my brain to push it away. No matter what I did, it would keep inching closer and closer until I can actually feel the darkness sinking into me. With that, I was like, nope, and I literally threw myself off of the bed and landed on my head. I had used so much force to throw myself off of the bed that when my head landed on the floor, I had to lay there because I was scared I had paralyzed myself. I had managed to use such an extreme amount of energy that it was as if somebody had picked me up and threw me on my head. So now I'm laying on the floor, but the darkness is gone. I had used every inch of energy that I had that I heard something crack when I had landed. I just laid there and I thought, oh my god, I hope I didn't hurt myself. I hope I am not paralyzed because that was just weird. So I moved my fingers, fingers are good. Then I moved my feet, my feet are good. I roll on my side and everything was okay. I slowly get on all fours, and I don't feel anything, so I stand up. And I am not lying 
all the stress in my neck was gone. It was a Dementor chiropractor. I am not lying, my neck felt good. It was so weird. And I was terrified because I literally lifted myself up and threw myself on the floor. I was probably levitating at some point, but I had no pain after that. As weird as it may seem, I guess I just needed the fear of death to come and climb on top of me to fix my neck. And our last story is titled, Water Street. I lived in this beautiful but scary old house that was just a few months shy of being a hundred years old when I moved in with my two young children. Almost everything was original, old, and had a creepy aura. Many unexplained and scary things would take place during our short stay there. The flooring was wooden, and it made a harsh, high-pitched sound with every step of pressure or weight applied, which I heard most nights when everyone was in bed asleep. There was a creepy old guest house out back. There was also a large gaping hole in one of the backyards filled with broken and loose slabs of concrete and rocks. It eventually sank in at one point into a tunnel-looking thing. Our only inside bathroom had a disturbing nailed up board on the wall next to the toilet. The nails were rusted, crooked, and sticking out in some areas. It was just scary looking. In the bathroom, I always kept the shower curtain closed. It was a pet peeve of mine. And the shower curtain would always be open when entering the bathroom. Yeah. It was all around some creepiness in this house. There was a freaky looking entrance to a crawl space under the house that you can actually see from the inside from a large floor vent. We would always hear noises coming from the vent slash crawl space. We also had a boarded up basement entrance and a rickety rusted old shed with a lot of old items including a sewing machine. Our only inside bathroom had a disturbing nailed up board on the wall next to the toilet. The nails were rusted, crooked, and sticking out in some areas. It was just scary looking. In the bathroom, I always kept the shower curtain closed. It was a pet peeve of mine. And the shower curtain would always be open when entering the bathroom. Yeah. It was all around some creepiness in this house. On multiple occasions, things would be moved or missing. The TVs would turn on and off, or the channel would randomly change out of nowhere. Doors would randomly open and close, and I would come home and go out back to see our guest house doors, which always remain locked, but would be wide open. One night, I was sitting in my room on my bed by myself. I heard a loud pop-like sound and saw that one of the closet doors opened from the corner of my eye. It opened on its own and I was freaked out because it wasn't just a normal old closet. My bedroom had a closet inside a closet. 
The second closet had a thinner small door and it had a really old and very tricky doorknob. I had to jiggle and grip it just right for it to open every time and closing it was even harder. It was wooden, hollow, and it freaked me out. This old tricky door opened by its freaking self. The entire time living in this house, my youngest, who was 5 months to 13 months old, would randomly and quickly look in one direction like she saw or heard something, staring hard, sometimes confused or startled. Sometimes she would start smiling and baby talking and reaching out to be picked up, but nothing was there. One specific time, Amazing Grace was playing. She looked up at the ceiling, staring for a long time until she started reaching, smiling, and then crying, which made me think, okay, maybe whatever is here isn't mean or bad. I felt a little at ease until one night, my children were both asleep next to me and I was up by myself and I heard something. Now, I usually keep my bedroom door closed, but because I was feeling at ease, it was open that night. I heard this noise, paused my TV, and I stared down our long ass hall. I could see a dark, I guess you could say figure. I stared harder to see if I was actually seeing what I was looking at. And then it runs at full speed towards me until it got to the doorway and then just boom, nothing was there. Needless to say, I was scared and wanted to get a hotel. And I shit you not, while I write this out, I set my phone down, still on and facing up to change my daughter's diaper. When I picked my phone up to continue, all kinds of random letters were typed on the screen. Something is either currently at my new place of living or something has followed me from that old house. I hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If you have any good ghost stories you'd like to share, please send them to utrippinpod at gmail.com or you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at utrippinpodcast. I do plan on making a few more paranormal themed stories for this month, so if you have any good ones that you'd like to hear on the podcast, time is ticking. Until next time, be safe and don't be trippin'.